What's up, my saints and ain't simply uncaged fam? I'm gonna share this, okay? Your brokenness will sometimes lead to breakthroughs, will sometimes lead to blessings. And I'll share you why. We're gonna actually share scripture in Matthew 14 today, story about Jesus. But I always think about this, and this is why I'm really, really big about healing, right? I just heal, heal your soul. Because the moment you accept Jesus, you are going through this process. I call it the complete salvation formula. And, you know, it's not even what I call it. This, this is biblical. And I've heard this in church, pastor. It's just been amazing just getting healed. And if you actually look up what salvation is, you know, it's full deliverance, full healing, full restoration. Okay, it's not just eternal life in the John 3.16 play. It's not just John 3.16, you know, God so loved the world, whoever shall believe in his only begotten son that he sent they shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is a part of salvation, but salvation's now. We can experience heaven here on earth. And as I'm thinking about this, I'm all about healing and just being healed because broken people are scared to heal. People that don't love healing, people that love their brokenness are scared to heal. Yep. That's the word right there. Did you, did you guys hear me? <laughs> people that love their brokenness are scared of healing. And sometimes people will mask. And that's why you'll see the, the bullies out there. You'll see people that are going out of their way just to bring someone down so they can be that stepping stone or they can feel lifted up. When you're caught up making, some of, ma making fun of someone, and I, I think about this all the time because growing up, I was around family that, would bully others and even bully me. And it was really a few things. It could have been how they were treated in the household. So if the parents bully them, you'll start to see that they're living their brokenness and they're transferring that brokenness onto other people. If you don't transform from it, you will transfer it. That's why we're talking about being simply uncaged, being renewed in the mind and having a real transformed heart, soul, mind, life like i'm a brand new creature in christ i wasn't who i used to be and i wasn't who i was under when it came from different influences and i actually got influenced by that by family cousins older cousins older people in my life that influenced me to love living in brokenness and here's the thing god does break us okay he can great gracefully break us okay we can be gracefully broken and he doesn't maybe he might not be the one that like isn't is pressing to to break us, but he allows it to happen sometimes. Like when the devil comes in, does we got to do? The Lord may allow it, but what God can do is, man, he turns whatever the enemy meant for evil and he turns it around for good. So I want you guys to not just be like, wow, I feel bad for living in that brokenness and loving that brokenness. And that brokenness can be insecurity. That brokenness could just be you living in a household where you weren't raised up by a father or a, or a dad or parents that were right with God and knew how to raise a child. We have broken households. Here's the revelation I got. The enemy goes after the, the, the individual. He goes after the person. And a lot of the times it is the male because, yes, the husband's the one over the household. Christ, above all, is the head of the household. Then comes the husband. Then comes the wife, right? Tells the wife to submit to the husband. But then also we got to love our wives, right? As, as, as husbands. So just giving you guys Bible here. Now, a woman shouldn't submit to 
their husband if they're not submitted to God. I mean, that's to me, that's not biblical. Like they can't just be using the name of God. They can't be using God's name in vain just to control you or manipulate you, okay? This is really for covering. This is for us to be able to say, okay, I trust him, right, as the woman. I trust the man to lead us because Christ is leading both of us. Anyways, this isn't a marriage uh, counseling, but I just want to give give that to you guys because this is wisdom on knowing how to be used. Oh, but he's a man of God. He goes to church, but he uses manipulation and witchcraft. And if you guys haven't seen the video on or the podcast episode on loving unconditionally, go watch that and rewatch it, re-listen to it if you guys are on the pod. It shows the difference between unconditional love and love with conditions. And God loves us unconditionally. So I want to share that, but here's the, here's the thought. The enemy doesn't want healthy families. A healthy family comes from a healthy household. A healthy household starts with a healthy marriage, right? That imparts that over their children. A healthy marriage starts with a healthy individual. Healthy relationships come from healthy individuals. Now, it's not about the other person or this person or that person, right? Saying, oh, that person completes me until we get together, then we will be incomplete. No, 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 no. There's no completion unless you found Jesus. It reminds me in John chapter four with a woman at the well, she had six husbands, right? She had six husbands until she met the seventh husband at the well, which was Jesus or the seventh man. And seven in the Bible is completion. What I'm sharing and the revelation there is, yo, you gotta find Jesus. The best way to find love is to find God because epistles of John tells us God is love. Going off that, brokenness okay and sometimes people will probably try to misconstrue or misuse what i share like oh you're you're telling me that god breaks us he may allow gracefully broken moments situations and experience to take place in our life so that we can fully fully do what we got to do to be able to say you know what i surrender to god sometimes he takes it all away because all you need is him it reminds me of being in a wilderness season. Sometimes God allows us to be tossed into the wilderness. Why? Because when you're in wilderness, you're uncomfortable. And when you get uncomfortable, the only person that can come and help in those uncomfortable situations is the Holy Spirit, our comforter. So when you get tossed into uncomfortable situations, the comforter will come in and he will comfort you. There's no point of having the comforter if you don't get into uncomfortable situations. And sometimes God may allow that. And in Deuteronomy chapter 8, it talks about how he allows these wilderness seasons to happen. Why did he allow the Israelites, this is Deuteronomy chapter 8, to come into the wilderness? To humble them, to test them, and to know exactly what's in their heart. That's what God does in these broken situations. Brokenness may be a bridge to a breakthrough. Brokenness might be a bridge to blessings. I'm going to read right here. Jesus is feeding the 5,000. Okay. He, this is where he feeds the, the 5,000. And it's such a beautiful story because you'll see the, the formula of what Jesus did. And I'm going to get some revelation just reading this. I always get new revelations as I'm teaching and reading this. And it's just amazing. This is why I love sharing the word of God because you study it, you read it one time, but then when you are going through it, when you're teaching, when you're operating off those gifts and the Holy Spirit is present, 
God just shows so many more things. And sometimes I might have to go through a broken situation because there's things that rain, that storms will never be able to teach us compared to the preaching. There's no preaching, no podcast, no prophecy, no prophet, no pastor at the pulpit that will be able to teach what storms and rain can teach us. Sometimes God needs to allow the rain and the rain is a good thing because it means the seasons are shifting and rain is needed so that I can bear fruit. So there's things that these things will not be able to teach us, y'all. That's why I love Jesus. That's why I love God because what the world teaches us might not always be what Bible is trying to reveal to us. That's why we call it revelation. Revelation is a divine or a revealed message from God. Revealed message from God. That's the revelation. Okay. And I want us to gain a revelation of Jesus Christ. Matthew 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by the boat to a deserted place by himself. And when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. God has so much compassion for us, okay? And to be able to be moved by compassion just means a strong and powerful emotion, a love for us. So God has such a strong compassion and love for us that he was willing to heal the sick. God is willing to step into your healing, step into your situation of any sickness and heal. Obviously, we don't tell God what to do. God does as he wills, okay? God does what he wills when it comes to healing, but this is what Jesus did. I'm just telling you what the Bible says about what Jesus did when he stepped in. He was moved with compassion. He has so much powerful and strong emotions and love for us. God so loved the world, y'all. Y'all got to watch that pod on loving unconditionally. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. Now you can get so many different revelations off this alone. And I'm sure you guys have heard of this. This is Jesus feeding the 5,000. This is one of the miracles that have been recorded uh, in the gospels. And one of, one of those that you'll read over and over again, they're like, Lord, this is all we have. Five loaves, two fish, seven pieces, seven completion, five grace, right? Five loaves, five bread. And I, I look at this, it's like, yo, we only got five bread, but we're talking to the bread of life. <laughs> Verse 18, he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. Look at this. God blessed it. Then God broke it. God blessed it. Then he broke it and he gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. I love this. Check this out. So they all ate and were filled and they took up the 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. God blessed and broke and it multiplied. Sometimes the blessing comes through brokenness that eventually multiplies. Let me tell y'all, 
and I'm going to kind of sh- uh, switch up a, a little bit, but I actually thank God for closed doors. Thank God for, for closed doors. Let me give you an example. Closed doors, I thank God for, are when I didn't get the promotion that I thought I needed, right? Or actually the the one, I, I thought I needed it, but it's something I actually wanted versus what God knew I needed. Thank God for the closed door of the promotion in a workplace that would have been toxic. Thank God for the relationship that was a closed door because years later, it might have ended into a divorce or a toxic relationship. Thank God for the closed doors that didn't allow me to get accepted to the school that I was supposed to go, that I desired my whole high school that I worked up until because it would have led me into a path that wasn't God's will. We got to also thank God for closed doors because those closed doors might look like a broken situation, but God always has a greater plan. It says in Isaiah, his plans are higher than our plans. His ways are higher than our, our ways. And as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than ours. And I can remember so many times where I wanted a promotion. I wanted a specific job. I didn't get it. And I, I was always wondering if I was a failure, if I was enough. And this was before I even have had a relationship with God. So I had an identity issue. I was looking for purpose. I wanted identity in where I was working, in the things that I was leading, and the titles that I was given, raised up. I'll tell y'all, people will try to find identity in this world. And that was me. I was a victim to that. But here's the thing. You are a victim. And I, I don't know why no one ever actually showed me who Jesus was or preached the Jesus of the Bible to me for 25 years of my life. It was just never, I never knew about pastors preaching on a pulpit. You know, I was raised up as a Catholic. So again, this is where I just, and and all I knew was a priest, y'all. I didn't know a spiritual gift. Ephesians 4.11 was some he gave pastors, some uh, teachers, some apostles, prophets, okay? And some evangelists. I'm just sharing that I was living in broken pieces broken places and I was living from a place of brokenness that I tried to find identity in things that didn't create me that didn't give me purpose God created me God gave me purpose and I'll tell y'all when you get into these broken situations it will expose the very things in your life that might be birthing an identity in you and it might expose the very things that you need to break off from Because when those broken things take place, situations, experiences, moments, when those moments of brokenness come, the question is, are you going to allow God to put the pieces together? I think it's in Ephesians, right? He has created us as a masterpiece, okay? We are his work of art. We are his masterpiece. Some of us got to stop complaining about the pieces that our master gave us, and we got to start praising him about the masterpiece that he has created within us. Hey, God bless you. If you guys have not got your Bibles personalized, this is my Bible. It's just very simple, RC. We personalize Bibles, gifts. If you guys want to be able to even send a Bible in, we have the ability to help you get your Bible personalized. This is my rainbow Bible, if you guys can see it. Simplyuncagedgifts.com, just go in. You can also email us if you have questions in regards to personalizing your Bible. So check us out. God bless you, and let's get back to the pod. Lord Jesus, he is the greatest artist, right? He is the greatest craftsman. I mean, this is Lord Jesus here. This is the God of the universe, And I want to encourage y'all that these broken moments, 
your brokenness can be a bridge to blessings. And sometimes, and I heard this one time, it's not how we respond to the world, but it's how we respond to to how situations affect us. Y'all get that? It's not how we respond to how the world affects us. It's how we respond to the to, to the situations of how the world affects us. And I thought about this because I would allow something or a situation in my life to dictate my purpose. For example, if I failed a test, I thought I was a failure. If I didn't pass the, the test in college, I thought I was a straight failure. And I found, I found my purpose in that. I was like, wow, who am I in this society? And I know there's a lot of people that deal with this, whether you, you a saint or you ain't. Both, unbelievers, believers, we all go through this at different levels. There's things that try to wrap their identity around me. Podcaster, YouTuber, content creator, right? Pastor, man of God. Like, yeah, I operate off the gift of pastoring, but I never want my titles or my accolades or how many views I get any of these vanity metrics to truly identify me, all of that is vanity. And yes, it does come. Yes, it does try to attack. Yes, that degree, some people can have more degrees than a thermometer and still have no purpose, still be seeking for validation in their purpose. And this is where we got to know who we truly are. And it's these broken situations that will expose those thoughts. And I thank God again for closed doors. I thank God for broken situations, broken moments, because it's not always rejection, especially when you're serving God. It's not rejection, it's redirection. And I once heard this, that, you know, when, when, when God like comes through, okay, I once, I was listening to this one time and uh, I forgot where I heard it from, but it was, it was this, it, it was deep. It was delayed, but not denied. And hearing that, that those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Hearing that, hey, it was delayed for a purpose. It was redirected for a purpose. God isn't here to reject you. He's here to redirect you. And God will never force us. Okay. God doesn't force us. God directs us. The flesh might force us. The world might force us. The witchcraft might try to control us and and force us. God directs us. And I, I think being able to discern these situations that if I'm right with God, if I'm doing it the Lord's way, it will ultimately allow me to launch into a season that will be blessed where God's hand is on it and it's going to multiply. And I just recently heard this, that sometimes God will wait for your flesh to die so he can give what your spirit needs. And I said, Lord Jesus, uh, I just died of flesh. I, I deny myself. John 3.30, as I decrease, he must increase. So I really just pray that you guys get encouraged by these messages. Look at what Jesus did. He blessed, he broke, then he gave the multiplied uh, loaves and fish that was able to uh, feed 5,000. Your brokenness may be a bridge to blessings, breakthroughs, or if you rebel against that broken situation, you start cursing God, that brokenness might build a bridge back to bondage, back to Egypt. So I'm either pressing forward into promised land or I'm going to turn back because the very situation I don't want, even though it's a situation I need to deal with and face because my healing is on the other end. Remember, people that love their brokenness 
are scared of healing. I'd rather be healed in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed. I serve a God of breakthrough. I serve a God that's in the restoring business. I serve a God who never fails. You need healing? Jehovah Rapha. You need, a, you need to win a battle? Jehovah Nisi, the God that fights our battles and claims our victories. You need to win the war? Jehovah Gabor, the God of war. You need peace? Jehovah Shalom, the Prince of Peace. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, God is in the midst of it if I allow him to be. And some people be like, yo, RC, you can't say I'm going to allow God to be in this, in this, in your life. God will do what he is. He's sovereign. He, he'll do as he will. Yeah, amen. But whatever I, whatever pain or brokenness that I really avoid, God cannot heal a void that I avoid. Meaning, if I'm not ready to receive or I'm not willing to abide in God and the laws of the Lord, because there's keys, there's codes, there's, there's laws that God has created. If you sow, you will reap. You sow financially, you reap financially. You sow spiritually, you'll reap spiritually. Those that sow into the flesh, they'll reap corruption. Those that sow into the spirit, everlasting life. So I have to abide in him. Jesus said in John 8, those that abide in me, they're my disciples indeed. So when I'm lis- listening or when I'm hearing God's word, when I'm reading and rightly dividing the word of truth, when I'm getting into his word, the word of God is held to our flesh and strength to our bones. It renews our minds. It allows us to launch into places that allow us to want to get right with God. Get right with God, y'all. And again, this is the blueprint on how to be set free. Jesus, whoever the son sets free, is free indeed. But I have to decide today to pick up my cross, follow Jesus, okay? Deny myself and follow him daily. Not last year when I got slain at the altar, not last month when I received Jesus every single day until the day that Jesus Christ comes or until the last breath that comes as I'm here on earth. I'm passionate about this, y'all, because I believe there's some people that think that we serve a a Jehovah genie, a God where we can just rub it, make wishes, and then we can go back eating on the couch potato chips and having this, this spiritual diet with sugar and junk food. How can we be the salt of this earth when we continue to sugarcoat the gospel, y'all? God wants us to get right in the spirit. And I pray that when you're living through these times, you're not going to be like, you know, Job's wife who told him, curse, curse God, curse God. And and Job ain't going to move. This man, it says in Job chapter one, he feared the Lord. When you can fear the Lord, that is the beginning of the wisdom. And he starts to impart that wisdom, that grace, that mercy, that revelation, the fire of God, the strength of God. It's amazing, y'all, what you can do when Jesus truly heals you. I love y'all so much. I pray that you guys got a lot of revelation from this in Matthew 14. Today, we're talking about healing, brokenness, and even living through those broken situations that builds a bridge to either breakthrough through. Or bondage if you come out of rebelliousness. Submit to God, resist the devil, and then he will flee. I pray that you just continue to love thy Lord God with all thy heart, all thy might, all thy strength, all thy soul. And then love your neighbors just as God loved us. Amen. Tap in, y'all. Show notes. Uh, we'll drop the notes in the description. Uh, if you guys ever want to join our email list, we'll link those that email list as well. Simply on Cage Share, y'all. We wrap in. I want y'all to be renewed in the mind and the thoughts and the soul and the heart. I rebuke that spirit of religion. 
I rebuke every religious Pharisee type heart in Jesus' name. And I ask that the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our guide, our revelator, the one that gives us wisdom and teaches us all things, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just impart that. You would open up our hearts, unveil our spiritual ears and eyes, and that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, oh God. Do the supernatural increase, God. We only want to speak your oracles, your truth. We want to just not just be in your presence just to be free. We want to stay in your presence to be set free. There's a difference, oh God, to be set free and to be made free. We want to be made free for eternity, oh Father. Faith, salvation is now. Our hope is in you, Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this and those that are listening. Let this fall not on deaf ears, but on hearing ears that hear in the spiritual realm. I love y'all. Lord, we thank you for all you do and all that hear these, Father. Let it be fruitful for them for seasons ahead. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and I thank y'all for uh, tapping in. Uh, feel free to send this to a friend that you think it just needs healing and let the Holy Spirit convict. This ain't me, this is God and only the Lord can speak these things. And I know because sometimes I'll be going off and I don't know what I'll be saying, but the Holy Spirit does. <laughs> Love you. You guys take care. Bye-bye.